coming to you from the pit in Arroyo Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Yeah. Rolling right now? Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, good to see you. Good to see you. We're going to talk about some things that have been going on and that are going to be going on. So we're going to we're going to delve a little into the past and we're going to look into the future a little. That's what we Sounds do here. Sounds good. That's yeah. what we do here. All right, first thing. These past fights from Utica, New York. Um, it wasn't the best card ever, but I love the main event. Only lasted 30 seconds. But... Um, but uh, uh, Moraes uh, got a beautiful KO kick um, on Jimmy Rivera. I mean, it was a beautiful skip kick uh, that just landed right on the temple. His shin, like a baseball bat. I mean, you can see it right there. Um, just like a baseball bat, right to his, his noggin. And he pretty much was discombobulated enough where he got knocked out. So... Um, that's the second head kick knockout. First was an, uh, a knee, but it was kickish. It was a, a kick. It was the, the makings of a kick, but I guess uh, Sterling rushed into it, and so it caught, the knee caught him. So basically, if you're going to fight Moraes, that front leg is, is deadly. It's lethal. You need to stay away from that front leg. Right, he switches it up. It's his front leg. It's a skip. Just, it's a yeah. skip kick. Same same exact kick in both fights, both of his last two fights. And uh, with this one, he really didn't block it pretty much at all. He, if you watch the replay, his hand is down, yeah. and the kick comes up, and it, he never brings his hand up at all. No. So he uh, he took one right to the head, and they re kept replaying it so you could hear... You could hear it in the crowd. You could hear his leg hitting the guy's head. It was. They pretty, should not do that. That's pretty brutal. You should. We should not have to hear that. Um, but I have that video on my YouTube uh, where I talk about that kick. Um, but anyway, it was a beautiful switch kick, and it landed right in the head. The reason the front leg lands so powerfully, because usually your front hand, kind of like a jab, doesn't really land as hard, is because when you do the switch, now your your left leg is back, so then it has the power to throw. So it's basically like throwing your rear leg, but it's your front leg. So it's 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 a little complicated, but it's a it's a really beautiful martial art technique. I think we were doing this in class Wednesday. We, we were doing it over and over and over Wednesday. <laughs> we were teaching. I, I taught him this kick Wednesday, in my class. No idea that uh, Moraes was gonna land it nothing to do with him i was just teaching that kick because i love that kick and we always we, we always do it but i was just i was showing it this weekend so it must be fun for my guys like my students to be watching the usa go hey we just learned that kick two days ago so but anyway it was a beautiful kick 30 second knockout um we really didn't get to see much of Jimmy Rivera either so you really don't know if that kick doesn't happen how this fight's gonna play out which is the 
the bummer of it, but man, it was a, a brutal knockout. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, any knockout, but I mean, we already know just by his previous fights how tough and good Jim Rivera is. So he was on quite a winning streak. Yeah, wasn't he? four or five, but he's been fighting top level guys. But he's a great fighter, so he'll be back. Yeah, he's twenty one and two now with that loss. Wow. So he was twenty one and one. Yeah, he's he had a, a bunch of wins. Yeah, going into that fight, so he'll, uh, you know, he'll be back. look forward to his next he'll be fight. Back. He'll be back. So that was the main event. Yeah, at Utica, um, the main event. Yeah, the semi-main was a little bit of a sleeper. I mean, I I appreciate uh, Gillespie's wrestling skills, but <sighs> I appreciate Gillespie's wrestling skills, but um, and when added with good punching, which he's getting. I mean, like Dan Henderson or, you know, some of the other uh, really good wrestlers that put their punching in. Um, that's great. And the constant takedowns, just nonstop takedowns, um, it's a really good strategy. But to be honest, I feel like it's kind of boring for the fans. I just, I, I mean, if you go to a collegiate wrestling match, or a collegiate boxing match, the crowd is going to be quite different. There is no collegiate boxing match, by the way. I was being hypothetical. If you go to, uh, there used to be collegiate boxing. So when we were in the army, when they had, you know, army army wrestling, it's a great sport. Takes so much skill, so much conditioning, so much heart, but it's just not as big of a spectator sport as. When they're punching each other in the face, there's just, I mean, there just isn't. I mean, I think, uh, I don't know what other sport out there is like, uh, some sports just don't get the attention. I mean, like maybe volleyball versus football or something. I don't know. I mean, you can have great sports, but they just don't attract, like, you never hear fans going crazy when there's grappling. The fans just aren't going crazy. They might even boo. But they go crazy when two guys are slugging. They just go nuts, right? So I'm not like putting one down or build, building one up, but that is a fact. You can't deny that fact. So wrestling is a very important... I think wrestling is the most important part of MMA. But when done in and of itself, I don't think the fans really appreciate it. I don't think they like it. What do you think? Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't really think that matters much for me enjoying the fight because I, I went to the DC John Jones fight and the whole crowd's booing DC and I don't I don't really put much into that you know what yeah. the crowd was really into 95% of the people want to see a you know someone like that win so I don't know for me watching Gillespie fight I was pretty impressed yeah. and I felt claustrophobic for uh, Vince yeah he, he was just smothered from the get-go he was smothered and every time he had a chance to get up he gets to his feet, gets taken down. And he did great. He and did great. Gillespie's ability to pass his guard and mount him and just yeah. just all over him. Just, just the best word for it is like claustrophobic. Like yeah, I, it is. I, if you were had that guy on top of you. Relentless. Just relentless. And he I think he ended up tapping out, didn't he? Yeah. I think to yeah. a, a submission or a yeah. triangle choke or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean it is claustrophobic and it's a great strategy, but for whatever reason the fans love knockouts. Yeah. So, go figure. <laughs>
I would much rather watch this fight than the fight we watched last week, uh, the main fight, where they kind of just pawed at each other and were both standoffish. And yeah, it, it was going to be more of a striking match, but it never was. Right. So I appreciate this fight more. And it ended in a submission in round two. I but would so. you rather have seen this fight or like uh, Dan Henderson slugging it out with Hector Lombard? Yeah, I, I see your point. See, everybody, yeah. But I, I'd rather guy, see Max Holloway throw down in the middle of the ring and point yeah. to the ring. But <laughs> so, this guy yeah. Gillespie, he's going. He's he's like thirty some, and he's already. I mean, he's kind of a late start guy. But I would be willing to bet. He's twelve and zero. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet he's going to be. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a late start for thirty some, just making the UFC. Uh, but I have a feeling he's going to be in the top five within s- six months. Yeah, he was impressive. Six months, he'll be in the top Definitely five. Definitely impressive. Yeah, and I think his striking is coming along. And, and to be honest, this uh, Vince guy, he was very effective against against any other level of wrestler, even a, a top-level less wrestler, but not quite you know, Gillespie's level. But right there, I mean, a really good uh, wrestler. I think he would... He did great with his takedown defense and getting up off the bottom. I mean, this guy, most guys would get smothered, wouldn't even got up the first time, much less multiple times. So I was really impressed with both of them, especially, obviously, Gillespie. So that was the, that was the semi-main. That was uh, the performance of the night, too, Okay. for Gillespie. And the other performance of the night was uh, Moraes. Yeah, knockout. We'll we'll skip the heavyweight one. The heavyweight one wasn't much to talk about. Um, it was a knockout. Yeah, it was a knockout. But okay, Ellenberger against Ben Saunders. Man, Ben Saunders looked like he was. I don't know where he's training different, or what he's doing different, but he just looked on. I mean, as soon as he walked in the cage, it was like that is a new Ben Saunders. I mean, he is new and improved. I mean, he's always been good, but I could tell he was up a notch. Um, and as soon as he put his hands on Jake, uh, it was good night. What was in the first round? It was round one. Oh, my God. That beautiful. He got a beautiful tie clinch. And I'm telling you guys, man, when you're in a tie clinch by someone like Anderson Silva or uh, or Ben Saunders, don't try to do some kind of wrestling moves to try to get a body lock or take him down or try to do some fancy. Get the fuck out immediately immediately he was dropped with one of the knees like uh rich franklin was with uh with um with uh anderson silva while he was trying to get out of the tight clinch just get out don't try to counter don't try to do something where you're in a position to counter just get the fuck out someone like ben saunders he is a brutal tight clinch with a brutal knees and he was throwing knees that wasn't the first knee through he was throwing knees and then if anyone wants to see that didn't see this fight, what a knee or a strike to the liver does to you, Ellenberger just crumpled. And he was only protecting his side. Ben Saunders was starting to hit him in the face. He didn't care. He was only protecting. He's just all crumpled up and protecting his side. It was it that bad. It hurts more than anything else. Which the interesting thing is the liver has like no, no pain in the liver at all. The actual liver. It's just the capsule that surrounds it where all the nerve fibers are so the actual liver itself you can operate on and people have no pain at all it's the it's what surrounds it well it's kind of like a headache i guess then because it's yeah like the brain yeah yeah yeah, it's just interesting that your brain or your body 
doesn't have nerve endings in the thing that it seems like you get hit in the liver and you are done. That was a brutal knockout. There's nothing. I'm telling you guys firsthand. There's nothing in the world that hurts worse. I'm telling. I've been hit and kicked, and I mean, nothing hurts. Even getting the wind knocked out, you getting kicked in the balls. Nothing hurts as much as a liver strike. And and this poor Jake Allenberger. He, yeah, if you get kicked in the liver, you don't you don't care what else is going on out there. He could be doing whatever they want, and you just want to breathe again. So anyway, great job, uh, Ben. Um, the other ones, the other fights, to be honest, um, the, we can talk about the smiley one, Ben Alvey. Um, the rest were, I mean, they were okay, but... Um, oh, Volante and, and yeah. smi Smile and Sam Alvey. This was yeah. the first fight on the main card. It, was, it wasn't the greatest fight, and, and what I felt they both did wrong... Um, they were kind of, instead of single shotting, both of them were doing a lot of two punches, but they weren't putting combinations together, number one. And number two, they were just following, they were leaving their right hand out instead of coming back with a left hook. And they both were doing that. And they both landed a few good left uh, straight rights or kind of uh, arc rights. Um, and especially Sam, I think he dropped him in the first round with one. But other than that, the fight was just kind of moving around, throwing one, two, one, two, trying to... There wasn't much going on, um, but Sam Elvey, I thought won. It was close enough where if I was in Sam's corner and, and uh, Villante won, I wouldn't have complained because I thought it was that close. Um, and if I was in Villante's corner and Sam won, I wouldn't have complained because it was that close. I thought it could have been a draw easy. It was a split decision, and Sam won, and okay, that was great. And Yeah, and Sam, he looked... Uh, uh, Vellante looked a shit ton bigger than Sam, but because Sam is just moving up, I think it's the second fight. I think yeah, he moved up weight classes. I think this is the second fight as a light heavy, but he looks like he looks like a a middleweight that's fighting as as a light heavy. He He's, looked. He said something like he was entering the ring though lighter than when he did at his lower weight class, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. So he isn't cutting as much weight; he's just coming right. in at his weight. Yeah. So he's not, you know. I just feel like I feel like the bigger, stronger, light heavies, unless he like bulks up a little, starts pumping some iron. I just feel like he doesn't have the physical strength or the knockout power at light heavy that he did at at uh, middleweight. Yeah, and he I think he did mention he hit him with everything he had, and he didn't go down. So yeah. So we'll see, but he's like, he's definitely. Um, they both are. They're, they'll both be back, and they're both great for the UFC. I think both of them have a real place in the uh, lineup. So he, love watching both. He, he earns his nickname. He smiles constantly. <laughs> he and does. he told everyone he loved their city. And Yeah, as opposed, to, as opposed to like Colby uh, uh, telling everyone they're fucking stupid, rabid dogs or something. What do you call them? A bunch of shitheads uh, or something. They're all trash or something. Yeah, like trailer trash, some shit. But I mean, Sam Alvey comes out and says, Hey, I love you guys. He's not the hometown guy. He beat the hometown he guy. He beat the hometown guy. And then he says, you know, I this is such a beautiful city. Thanks for having me. You know, he's a nice guy. He, you, he you, earned his nickname. You can't, you can't not, if you don't like, if you don't love Sam Alvey, you're a scumbag. You <laughs> cannot not love Sam, Sam Alvey. I love Sam Alvey. And I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever even met him. Anyway, I love him. Okay, so we, we, we talked about that fight, Bing. Now let's talk about the upcoming card. Uh, uh, Whitaker against Yoel Romero, uh, a rematch. Whitaker won the first fight. 
How did he win the first fight? Was it? Was it? Uh, I don't even know. I won. I know it was later, and he. he I think he he tired him out first, and. Uh, Oh, here it is. Decision. Huh. Unanimous okay. decision. So, yeah. so beat him decision. Okay. Um, uh, so they're going to fight again. So um, I, I go for, I, I'm, I don't see, I see it being close. Either way. I think it can go either way. But I don't know. I, I think Whitaker. I'm leaning towards Whitaker. What do you? What about you? Oh, I don't know. See how it goes this time. Last time it was a five round decision, right? So I don't know. You can't. Any, anything can happen. Sounds like you're being non-committal. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Where's your com commitment? Give me a commitment. This is your area of expertise, man. I'm going. Okay, so I'm going with Whitaker. I think uh, Whitaker is just such. He's turned into such a great champion, um, such a great person, a guy. Like he's he's like, you know, he's the he's the role model. So love watching him fight. So next fight's gonna be an interesting one. The semi, the semi main of that card is gonna be. I don't even want to watch this fight to be honest. Colby Covington against uh, uh, Rafael dos uh, dos Anjos. Um, I don't know, man. It's just too ugly. I I, I don't know why that guy so gets so ugly and and I guess it's to sell tickets, but I mean. He can't be that much of an asshole. I mean, can he? Can I he think, see? I don't know. He's talking trash to Joe Rogan and talking, I don't know. But he's not talking tr against Joe Rogan, right? Uh, he. I don't know. He's sounded like he was, that he was a biased broadcaster and he's, he wanted to have words with him at UFC 225. Why does it, why can't he just like, <laughs> I mean, he can trash talk um, like Ali used to. I, I'm going to always use Ali because I thought he was the best trash talker ever. And then I thought, um, then I thought McGregor was for a while. Then he went over his fucking deep end, and he lost. He lost all class. But um, but Ali was like the ultimate trash talker. So why can't guys like Colby be like that? You can you can trash talk without being a disrespectful piece of shit. I mean, it's really not. It's really not that hard. And it's like, I don't know. But anyway, it gets everybody talking about him. Yeah, it does, but I mean, yeah. So maybe I guess, uh, I guess some some uh, news is is better than no news, right? Or you know, I don't know. I just I I wouldn't want to be fucking despised like that by everyone. I mean, then is he gonna come back after his career and say, "I was joking, guys. I'm really a nice person." I mean, I just wouldn't want to be exposed like that, like that bad of a person. And is he really that? I don't. He can't be. I mean. So I don't know. Maybe he could just be nice once, once in a great while, and then, and then just be an asshole like in front of the camera, like when they're talking about the opponent. But I don't know. It goes against a lot of the martial arts stuff. But that was the thing about Connor is after the fight, he would always respect yeah. his opponent. Which yeah. that's Colby's not going to do that. So it's a totally. I think it's totally different. Yeah, he's just being a jerk. Yeah, and I, I, I'm sorry for that because. To me, I, I I have so much love for this sport, and when people come in and just are, are no no not respectful and and just they're just not martial artists, and it's like they're just fighters, and it's like oh god, fuck that, you know. So anyway, okay, let's just talk about someone else. Um, but go get him, Rafael. Holly Holmes is fighting. I you know I um, 
I really like her. I respect her as a fighter. I, I'm she's not um, she's not my favorite to watch just because maybe because she's so good um, that she'll either beat the person and just make it look so easy um, or not win. You know, to real close fights. I, I don't know. I just just I just never really love to watch her fight, even though I honestly think she's that good. Um, I just, she's not one of my fan favorite. If I was a fan, just a fan, I wouldn't watch her. But I honestly, as, as a martial artist, think she's really that good. So, so that's an interesting fight. I don't really know much about her opponent, but, but, uh, what, what if you click on Megan? What's her record? Is Holly fighting at a different weight class? I don't think so. She's fighting 145. Oh, she is? Yeah. Oh, she's going to be fighting, uh. She's going after uh, well, Cyborg fought, again? She already, yeah, she already fought her. But. Yeah, I know. So she's fighting someone 8 and 2. 145. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. Okay. Six feet tall. Maybe that should be an interesting it. fight. It should be an interesting fight. Who so else on her first fight in the UFC. Oh, yeah. She's supposed to be pretty good, though. I hear nothing but really good things about her. So that'd be interesting. You know, nothing but... She comes from a great camp. Holly does. I love the Jacksons, you know. So, um, good fight. Uh, uh, okay, this one's interesting. I, I would just say this this up-and-coming Samoan knockout artist is going to knock out uh, Arlovsky really quickly, but I'm not. Because even though Arlovsky gets knocked out way too much, and I don't like it at all, I don't think he should be fighting anymore, I got to admit, man, if he if he tags someone, they're going out too. He's a warrior. He'll knock you out or get knocked out. Um, and I, so I, I'll never bet against him. Um, I'm not going to say never, but I would not bet against him. He has too many knockouts and he's too tough. Um, but I, I wish he wasn't fighting anymore because he'd been knocked out too many times. And I just don't like that. So he lost to, he got knocked out to Stipe, uh, Overeem. And Naganu, <laughs> yeah, he had a pretty brutal. Yeah, he's been knocked. Yeah, he's been knocked out too many times. I don't think he should be fighting. I don't think they should let him. I don't think his coaches should let him fight anymore. But he, but he's fighting. It's his choice. Um, I mean, I, it's his call. So when I say the trainers, I can't, I can't really say that. If he wants to fight, they want to support him, and and I'm not, I'm sure they're not saying, oh, go fight some more. I'm sure he wants to fight, and they're going to support him. So I, I respect that, um, but. I, I'm not going to bet against him. He hits too hard. He's too tough. But I think this Simone's going to knock him out. But I hope he doesn't. So what else we got? Uh, CM Punk. Okay. I don't know what to say about this. I mean... This is the main card. They got two zero-and-one fighters on the main it's, card. It's, 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 it's a travesty of this sport. It's a joke. And it... it, 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 it yeah, like Curtis Blades and Alistair Overeen are, are on the prelims. And two zero and one guys are in the main card. That's that is despicable, and it it, it it demeans the sport and it demeans the fighters and it's it's a joke. It's it's just a fucking joke. And uh, fucking uh, you know Brock Lesnar, he went in and fought the top guys in in his division. So uh, I think if if so, uh, at least if you're gonna go on the main card as Brock Lesnar, there's he brought a huge fan base with him. Yeah, but also he was fighting. He was fighting Frank Mir. Yeah. So if this guy's bringing a... So 
basically this guy's bringing in a big base uh, fan base with him, and he's zero and one. So basically, he the UFC is saying we can be bought. Basically, we don't have that much integrity. We can be bought because this is supposed to be a martial arts. I I can't imagine. NFL taking some guy that's never played football before, right, and just say, "Hey, you play in the in the World Series or the what do you call it?" Oh, you're close enough. Okay, <laughs> the, so you, the Super Bowl. You play in the Super Bowl because you bring in a big fan base. We don't care that you can't play, or why that would be like letting us play in the NF NBA championship game if we like paid our way in. It's it it to me it de- demeans the sport. It demeans it. There's no integrity there, and it proves it's just about money and not about and everything. Yeah, money. It should have money, but there should be integrity attached to that. So that's how I feel about I that. I agree. Curtis Blades on the. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to. See. Curtis Bla- Blades and 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 Alistair Overeem. Curtis Blades is nine and one. Right, and Alistair Overeem's <laughs> is like a hundred and ten <laughs> to something, and they're fighting on the prelim to CM Punk, who's zero and one. That's despicable. Shame on you guys, man. Well, who knows? Maybe someone won't make weight. Shame on you. Just the <laughs> fact that they did that is shameful. Right. Speaking of weight, all right, what do you think about Dana? Right, so the wait time, the, the weigh in time for the fighters, right? They're, if they're fighting Saturday, Friday at a Friday night at or Friday afternoon at like four or five was the weigh in. To fight for the next night. That so, was the old school way. Right, that's the old school way. So people were complaining, even though they've been doing that for like 100 years. Well, but things changed because they were no longer allowed to use IVs to rehydrate. Right. So there were things that changed in the ability to recover your weight cut. Yes and no. I mean... The, well, could, but technically, there were changes. Right, but but nobody real the... We, we can't really talk about the IV thing because it wasn't something that was... Well, everybody could IV... People didn't even know about IVs for the first 50 years or 75 years. People have just been doing IVs late, lately. Even in like probably in the 80s, 90s, people weren't doing IVs, but they were doing that weight. weight but now you time. go to Vegas and they'll come to your room and give you an IV. Right. Just because you're hungover. <laughs> so. so they moved it to the morning, which I felt was a lot easier. So what, what was the main purpose of that? That, because that was like two years ago. Because you can cut weight from, say, you're fighting Saturday. So now Thursday night, you have a meal, right? But boom, you cut off your water. So you cut off all your water, and then you wake up like an hour early on on Friday, and you go cut. You go cut your weight. So you, you're you're water free. So you cut your weight. So you cut your water. So you cut your water on Friday morning from 8 to 9. Then you go jump on the scale. You're dying, but you jump on the scale. Now you have from 9 a.m. on Friday till 7 p.m. Saturday to rehydrate. As opposed to in the old days, you had from 5 p.m. Friday to 7. So you're, what you're saying is the point of making the weight weigh in sooner is you have more time to recover. You have 10 more hours. And technically, that sounds nice because sounds. you could rehydrate yourself better yeah which there's some evidence that that may protect your brain when you're getting hit in the head if you're fully hydrated and to be fully hydrated it can take a long time you can't just drink a bunch of water and all your cells are back to normal so it takes time to fully rehydrate correctly 
to probably be safe and most recovered to put on a good fight also. So right. so you make the weight cut earlier or the weigh-in earlier, right. right? So there, that's where we've been the last two years. This year alone, there have been some pretty high-profile weight misses. It's like half the people miss the weight almost. That's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's not that bad, but every card is like you lose a big fight. Basically, I don't think, and I don't know the statistics, I'd like to, I'll look into it, but I don't think there's any difference from when they, they moved it to the morning to try to make it easier for the fighters in their camps, and um, I think it's easier when I brought fighters in and we did the morning weigh-in, it always goes more smoothly, because then the fighters wake up and they don't, when the fighter, when the, the weigh-in's at 4 o'clock in the afternoon or 5 o'clock, you got to realize, that fighter from Thursday night, he's trying to cut weight. He's miserable Thursday night. All of Thursday night, he's miserable. Now he wakes up Friday, he's even miserabler, right? He's even more miserable. So now he has to wait all day on Friday without eating, without drinking. He's fucking miserable, right? And now he gets on the, gets on the scale, barely making it, um, but he has all day. He has eight hours longer, or actually, yeah, he has about eight hours longer to be miserable than he does the other way. So it's a no-brainer. But now, for whatever reason, people are still, they can't make the weight. So it's like... Well, and the other weird thing is you move the weigh-ins, official weigh-ins, to 9 a.m. or whatever they are. And then they still weigh in at 4 p.m. for the fans or whatever. It's yeah. more of like ceremonial. It's a ceremonial. They don't, Why they not don't. just have both be official weigh-ins and weigh in wherever you want? As long as you, you make either weigh-in. or. Yeah. Yeah, either or. Or that. just make the window from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. I'll tell you why they can't do that. They could not do that. Um, or they won't do that is because, but they're going to anyway now. Um, because the second way in, they want everything locked in in the morning. So if they don't but lock it in. If they, but they want to move it back to the right. night. So now that, yeah. Window. So why not just make it all so day? So now I just have two. But it, it also seems weird that you would change the rule if you're trying to accommodate these people that aren't making weight. They're the ones that are the problem. I don't know. I think the fighters that are making weight probably don't like this move because they're already making weight. They're already doing weight cuts correctly. They're already probably fighting in their correct weight class. They'd rather do it this way. They'd rather do it in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, so and there. So you upset the people that are all kind of in line and then moving it back to 4 o'clock. I, I don't understand why you just can't weigh in that day sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Just whenever they want. That way, if it's more convenient for you, you can get your weigh-in out of the way early. And have more time to recover, or you can wait till the it, last minute. Yeah, I mean it's not really rocket science, but just I've ne I okay this is a true story. I've never yeah I've been doing this a long time. I've never missed weight, and I've never had a fighter miss weight ever, amateur or pro, never. Because number one, we know how to cut weight. Number two, I would never sign my fighter up for a weight class that I knew was out of his... Like when Court McGee first time want, want, wanted to go to 70, like he wanted to go from 185 to 170. So I told him, you want to go from 185 to 170, I want to see you make 170 first. So he made... He, we did a whole mock, like a dry run, and he made 170. And then we said, all right. So called the UFC. Hey, want to go move to 170? And he did. Um, but... It, it's just it's, it boggles my mind that there's so many people that just have I mean it boils down to either a lack of um, it's either a lack of um, discipline 
or just they they just can't figure out what they're they're weighing. They just you know they just they just they don't know their body enough, and it's so anyway. I don't know what's gonna happen, but this is nothing new. People say, well, making weight, you know, it's so dangerous. They shouldn't do it. They should do this. Only ten percent of this and twenty percent of that, and none of that shit matters because everybody's different. And fighters have been making weight since the beginning. And if you can't make weight, you as an organization just say, you can't make 70 anymore, now you're going to fight 85. Don't let them fight at 170 anymore. It should only happen once, maybe twice. Because nobody should make weight for the biggest show on earth, which is the UFC. And if they can't make weight, if they can't make weight once, I would just say, you're not fighting that weight class anymore. Bing. You know? So, anyway... I agree, and I think I don't think that this change is going to make it any safer. This because we were there before, and I think no. you're going to have dangerous weight cuts at, in either way. And and I don't think and I yeah I don't think moving it is going to make a difference because look it was moved before and everybody was nobody was making weight. And if you move it, can they do IVs now? Because they're going to be worse, worsely de- dehydrated if you don't let them have IVs now. Because that's what was saving them before because they had eight hours less to rehydrate for the fight. So they were doing IVs. IVs hydrate you a lot quicker than drinking the fluid does. So if you're going to move it, move it back to when you did it, you're going you're gonna to let them IV again. Or there's more fighters that are going to enter the, the ring or the cage dehydrated again. And, wait, so, and wait, if you're dehydrated, not only... Are you more likely to get injured? But you're probably not going to put on the same performance, yeah. which is the point of this whole thing. Yeah, so. it, it boggles my mind. And, and that USADA, I mean, they they mean well. They really do mean well, but there's so there's been so many fuck ups already. Like this, the 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 lips, the chap lips, and they pulled the fight. Seriously, I don't think that's USADA. That's the and yeah, that's the that's the athletic commission. Yeah, it's like that. Sorry. So we'll talk that, about. Yeah. So what was that? That was because uh, USADA has been messing up too. But let's let's forget about that. The I think it was the is that one in Vegas then? That was no. I thought it was the New York Athletic Commission. So oh, have, I thought it was the, the upcoming one they pulled it from. There must have been the last fight. Uh, okay, it, Aguilar. Yeah, so a female yeah. fighter got pulled. From the New York one? Because New York is always messing up their athletic. No, commission. it was New York because it, they took her. So she had chap lips or something. They made her go see a dermatologist. Yeah. To get cleared, and then he cleared her, and then the commission still wouldn't let her fight. So that happened. So, that was at, New, at the yeah. New York. So fight. I take it back about Usada, even though I think Usada messes up a lot. Um, I think they mean really well, but there's too many little like, oh, I found this in your thing. Oh, you're 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 pulled from your fights. Oh, by the way, okay, never mind. You found you you're, you're okay now. Like with the Jones thing and. There's just so that's many. still ongoing. I know. It's like, make up your mind. <laughs> it's well, like, that's still it shouldn't ongoing. be that complicated, guys. But, um, but yeah, New York seems to always screw up. It's just like, it's like chap lips, really? Now she can't fight? It's, it's pretty bizarre. So, anyway, I don't know. So, I don't know. They thought she had a... So, the quote was that the New York Athletic Commission thought she had a contagious condition. Yep. So, a contagious condition, skin condition could be... You know, if it's Cold on her sore. skin, you'd think Cold MRSA, like a... No, it's on her lips. But if I it's mean, on her lips... Cold sore. So you think viral. Yeah. Well, cold sore, herpes, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, herpes, yeah. So, so I, don't I don't know what it was, but apparently she just had chapped lips. Yeah, she had chapped lips. And if she had a freaking cold sore, <laughs> I've never heard of a cold sore being transferred during a during a fight. 
I've seen it. I know it gets transferred once while during oral sex or at least heavy kissing. But I don't think it gets transferred for a fight. The New York Commission is just is just lame. But some people have a little bit of power, and they just want they want to you know they want to show so much power. And how, I de- how defeating for your fighter though to yeah. cut weight to be there in that city to fight and then to be have well, it canceled because of that. That's gotta it, be terrible. It's, 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 She's it's, had two fights canceled. It's 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 crazy. So anyway, that's all we got for that. Um, so that's what we got. Um, so that's fights coming up. Oh, well, I want to talk about one more thing. John on the show talked about this uh, TV show, Cobra Kai, on YouTube. So I watched it. My wife and I watched it. It was entertaining. Like oh, yeah. 10 episodes. You can just sign up for YouTube Red for free for like a month and then just cancel it. But you can, you'll watch it all in two days. But it takes... So it's the Karate Kid. They, they have... So I'm sure everyone's seen the Karate Kid, but Johnny was the yeah. the blonde, yeah, uh, with the long hair. Yeah, and so it's, it's the same <laughs> actor with the long hair. It's the same actor. I'm uh, for his, and yeah. he uh, he had the brutal sensei. And anyway, so it opens up on his life now. It's like current day. Same actor. Um, I forget what his name is. Ralph Macchio. No, no. The, yeah, I mean, that guy. Johnny. The whole yeah. first episode isn't even. I don't. He isn't Ralph Macchio. The Karate Kid's not even in the first one. I don't think. Really? I don't. Maybe he's in the end, but it's know. mainly about Johnny and his life and how his life sucks now. But yeah. the acting, you know, it's not. They're not going to win any Academy Awards. But I beg to differ. His name is William. He was Zabka. good. Well, he was good. I'm not talking about him. But I think William Zabka. He was amazing. He was. But the, I'm just talking about the show in I general. Think... Was so entertaining. Yeah, it was I just know. entertaining. It was unbelievable. And then anyway, so I'm watching this show texting John because. This guy, you know, anyway, he had this brutal sensei. He's uh, he's tra- <laughs> he's training. He takes on this new person. He's training this kid. Like I did. And he, he tells uh, the kid's using an inhaler, and he's like, this is made up. Like, asthma isn't even real. He takes his inhaler and throws it against the wall. This is only something I would ever see John do. And I'm like, watching this show, I'm like, John, this is, this is about you. They've stolen your story. <laughs> I'm like... I figured he was a writer or a consultant or something. I was, well, I was on the show. That, when he's reading... Okay, watch. When he's reading that magazine, guys, that's me on the cover of that magazine. Black so, Belt magazine. That's too many coincidences, though. Yeah. I mean, I had a brutal sensei <laughs> that used to beat up people. And then he writes on the wall, strike first, strike hard. These are things No mercy. That, but I never say no mercy. He doesn't do the no mercy thing. But I, I think see. actually in the last episode he's coming around on yeah. the no mercy thing. Yeah, he is. He's fully transforming into John Hackleman through the ten episodes. It's a great show. It is a, <laughs> so, it's a great show. Uh, so if you guys get a chance, if you haven't watched it, Cobra Kai on uh, on YouTube Red is definitely a must see. It's really good. It's just Present fun. Martial it's like you just want to be entertained. It's not, it's not going to be it's too It's like 20 deep. minutes each episode. Yeah, it's not going to be, you know, some deep thing. It's just entertaining. It's, it's pretty good. I, I was pleasantly surprised watching it. We've been, yeah. we binge watched it. Yeah, I didn't, but I, uh, but I did love it. Uh, but what I've been watching lately is Safe on, uh, on Netflix. Safe? That's a new one. It, and it has, um, it has the guy from, uh, from Dexter, the star of Dexter, and he has an English accent. Um, let me see. Uh, it's called Safe. It's on. Uh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on. It's on. Uh, it's Safe, and it's on Netflix. 
And uh, it's it's a really good show. Michael C. Hall, the guy from Dexter, and he has an English accent. What does he play? Is he he plays a he plays a doctor and a father, and his daughter's missing. And I, so we he just plays started... a straight role. He's not a psycho. No, no. Well, I don't know. He's 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 a he's a bit he's a bit out there. But he's he's looking for his daughter. I don't know what kind of craziness he's going to go through because uh, uh, he's a pretty intense character in this show. Does anyone remember him, uh, Michael C. Hall, when he was in Six Feet Under? In Six Feet Under, he played a guy that works at a at, at a funeral home, right? And him and his, I think his brother and his sister inherited a funeral home from his father who died. And it was called Six Feet Under. It was on HBO. But he played this just really feminine gay guy. And he had a, 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 a cop boyfriend and they were both gay and they were kind of open to the you know that they were gay but he was really gay and then boom six feet under is canceled next thing comes dexter on showtime and he's a he's he's basically a serial killer so he's a serial killer on 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 uh on dexter but both of them he 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 doesn't have an english accent and now all of a sudden he's on a show called safe and it's on uh it's on netflix um, and he has an English accent. It's filmed in England. So he's a great actor. I recommend watching it because I've seen two ep- uh, one and a half episodes so far, and it's really good. I fell asleep last night during uh, episode two. Really good show. And Cobra Kai, guys, you got to watch it. Yeah, that one I would recommend. Uh, it's, it's fun to watch. Ping. Anyway, yeah. if you want to see John Hackleman in TV form, you can uh, watch. I'm Johnny. <laughs> Go for the legs. Sweep the legs. Whatever. I'm the evil karate instructor. My instructor was a very evil guy. I loved him to death. He was my mentor. He took good care of me. He made me tough. He he brought me up, I think, and put me into a place where I need to be growing up where I grew up. But he was an evil guy. He was in and out of jail. He in for manslaughter. I saw him beating people. I saw him doing all kind of bad things. But he took really good care of me. And I always loved my instructor. His name was Walter Godin, and uh, so he never tried to kill you, like in the show. No, because <laughs> I think uh, Johnny's sensei did he choke him, choke him out, or something. Oh, that's yeah. in the movie. I don't think he tried to kill. The him, one thing he... in the in the Cobra Kai series, they they have all these flashbacks to the original movie, which is really cool. Yeah, it's a, it's really well done. Um, I think it's filmed. You can tell it's filmed on HBO. It's not like, uh, but they do go back a lot, and and, and I just think it's great. Johnny is the main actor in this instead of Ralph Macchio, um, even though they do a really good job. But it all revolves around that's like the different, like the first one was all about Ralph Macchio, and Johnny was had a really small part. He wasn't he wasn't really he was that just much the antagonist guy. Yeah, he but he the... wasn't in it that much. This one is all about Johnny. And it's, the best part is he tells the whole story from his side. Yeah, like the original movie, he like talks about how. Danny, the Karate Kid guy, shows up to town and steals his girlfriend and yeah. beats him up. Yeah. <laughs> it's so ever... good. Like the, especially at the first five episodes. But he goes back and tells his side of the story and you're like you're like sympathizing with him. Did you're you like, ever yeah. see that video? There's a YouTube video that said what who was the real bad guy in the karate kid? And I oh, they say Danny's the bully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see that I one? Seen it. It's fucking funny as hell. But anyway, guys, <laughs> thanks for coming. Thanks for being part of the uh 
the pitmaster and the doc, and please share this because we are the best podcast in the world, and we're gonna get out to little, everyone. Little known podcast, yeah. We're getting <laughs> we're getting bigger. You we're on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. So check us out. Awesome. Thanks. Take it easy. Thanks.